Hello? Hey, Colton. How's it going? It's going. Good. For some reason, it was taking me straight to, straight to the Anchor app and telling me to create a podcast and stuff like that. Oh, gotcha. All right. Well, I got Colton on now. Um, so welcome to another episode of Digs and Distance Football Podcast. I, of course, am your host, Elijah, a.k.a. Franchise. Got Colton Moss on. Um, the rest of the guys texted their picks. This, of course, is conference championship weekend. Uh, so only got two games on the docket today. Uh, and we got a tight race to see who will win in picks this year, as you'll hear shortly. So, um, as always, let's recap last week. We had Jacksonville at Kansas City. Kansas City was favored by eight and a half. Kansas City won 27 to 20. Noah had Kansas City to cover. Colton had Kansas City to cover. And Ethan had Jacksonville for two points by moving the spread to six. Um, And because they didn't quite get to six, he got that wrong. Um, But I had Jacksonville to cover the eight and a half, and so did Scott. So Scott and I both got a point for that one. And then we had the Giants at the Eagles. Eagles were favored by seven and a half. Philadelphia won 38 to seven. Noah, Ethan, myself, and Scott all had the Giants to cover. So, Colton, you're the only one who got a point there, and you had Philadelphia covering. Then we had Cincinnati at Buffalo. Buffalo was favored by five and a half. Cincinnati won 27 to 10. Noah had Cincinnati to cover. Scott had Cincinnati to cover. I had Cincinnati to cover. And Ethan and Colton both had Cincinnati in the upset for double. So you and Ethan got two points. Everybody else got one point in that one. Then we had Dallas at San Francisco. San Francisco was favored by three and a half. San Francisco won 19 to 12. And once again, everybody got at least one point in that. Noah and Ethan and Scott all had San Francisco to cover. Um, And then you and me both moved the spread to six points to get a second point. Um, And because they won by seven, they covered that. So uh, you and I got two points in that one. So with that said... Noah got two points. He keeps his lead, but very thinly. He's up to 62. You got you had a big week with five points. You're up to 53. Um, Ethan had three points. He's at 55. I had four points. I'm at 61, so I'm only one behind Noah now. And Scott had three and is at 53. So going into conference championship weekend, Scott is at 53. You're at 53. Ethan's at 55. I'm at 61. And Noah's at 62. Also, Colton, since you and I are the only ones on the live podcast, and we take turns seeing who picks first, uh, I'll give you the choice. Do you want to be the first one to pick in the KC game or the Eagle game? Um, I'll 
be the first one to pick in the KC game. Okay, so I'll start off the San Francisco-Philly one then. All right, so we got San Francisco at Philadelphia. Philly is favored by two and a half. Noah went with Philly to cover. Ethan is going with San Francisco. Um, in Not only in the upset, by, but by three and a half points. So if he gets that right, he'd be getting three points out of that. And then Scott took San Francisco for double in the upset. Part of me really wants to take San Francisco in this one. I mean, the Brock Purdy story is awesome. You go from the last pick in the draft uh, needing to start because both your QBs are hurt and he hasn't lost the game in the NFL yet, which is pretty remarkable. Uh, you also, of course, have Christian McCaffrey. You have that great defense. Um, but Philadelphia is a good team. I thought the Giants would keep it closer last week, but I think Jalen Hurts proved that, you know, he's ready to go. Um, so. You there? Hello? Can you hear me? Yep. Okay. I don't know what that was about. Um, but anyway, with Jalen Hurts, um, yeah, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna look something up quick. I'm trying to remember what his actual stats were, but did you watch that game? Yes. How did how did Hertz play overall? I didn't I didn't really see much of the game, so I'm curious what your thoughts were. Obviously he, they did well and they won easily, but how did Hertz look? He played very well. He played dang good quarterback. Okay. He, he's good, and yeah, I, honestly, and I think I told you this. I, I think I said to you, it was either on Snap or in our group text. I think I said to you, you know, if he wouldn't have gotten hurt. I honestly think he would, he could win, um, MVP. He still could. Don't get me wrong, but I, you yeah. can make the case for Patrick Mahomes. And yeah. don't get me wrong, I'm not shocked Brock Purdy is in the conversation, but let's be real here. Two quarterbacks, and you got Justin Jefferson, which I'm not shocked that he's in the conversation, but congrats to him for being in the conversation. Don't right, and his, and his reaction even was like he was... <laughs> kind of uh, honored that he's even a finalist. I forget his exact quote, but he knows receivers usually don't win it, Yo, and they aren't even finalists that often. So I, I'm, um, I'm going to say right now, you can make the case for Justin Jefferson. You can make the case for Patrick Mahomes. You can definitely make the case for Jalen Hurts, but let's be honest. Don't get me wrong. Brock Purdy is good. But if he wins it, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to disagree with that decision. Just for a simple fact, he did not play every single snap all season long. Yeah, no, I uh, – well, then again, Hurt stint either, but Hurt no. still, still played more games than he did. He, he, um, missed, he, missed, two, he missed two games, if I'm right. correct. And they were 
two games that could have been deciding factor for them to get the number one seed. Now, granted, they got it in the last game of the season, but I think he did miss only two games this year. So, like I said, you can make the case, but if he wouldn't have gotten hurt, I think he would have won it, and we wouldn't be talking about Patrick Mahomes winning it this year. Hello? Are you there? Elijah? Did we lose you? No, I'm here. Sorry. I had something pop up in the background I was trying to get out of. Uh, (laughs) So anyway, um, and I think for whatever reason, when we do it this way, if I leave the actual page, I can still hear you. It still records. But for whatever reason, you can't hear me. But anyway, I just had to exit all that quick so that we don't have a bunch of background stuff on the podcast. Anyway, as far as the MVP, I actually wanted to get into that anyway. I still think Hertz has a a pretty – I think he still has a pretty decent chance to win it, yep. honestly. But I think, like you said, you could make an argument for Mahomes um, to some degree, Purdy. But um, and I honestly, if he did win it, I'd be super stoked for him just because the story is so cool. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I don't think he'll probably win it just because of some of the stuff we already discussed. Even though he's been playing lights out. Um, anyway, as far as the actual game goes. Um, so getting back to what I was saying, Purdy's been playing well. Hertz has been playing – well, Hertz played well. Um, we know Philadelphia has been the best team in the NFC all year. Um, granted, San Francisco made that trade, and they've won what – is it 10 or 11 in a row now, counting playoffs? Um, um, I think it's now up to 12. I think it's now up it, to 12 for them. I think. Oh, it is 12 in a row. One. Okay. Could be wrong. Counting last, counting last weekend's game, I think it's up to twelve. Okay. Anyway, um, yeah, this is tough for me because I've been saying for several weeks I thought San Francisco had as good of chance as anybody to make it to the Super Bowl. But even though I didn't see the game, just looking at the stat line and what they did to the Giants, and I know the Giants aren't a great team. They beat the Vikings. They played us well. I'm not, but we know that they aren't on San Francisco or Philadelphia's level, um, and that got proven last week. Um, but that what I did do was show me a lot that okay, Hertz is probably fairly healthy and is going to come out guns blazing play a good game so with that said though though it's super tough for me I am gonna just because I've been on San Francisco's bandwagon for a while not being a bandwagon fan but as far as talking highly of them I think you know what I mean Um, because obviously I'm not a bandwagon fan but I know I think you understand what I'm getting at um Anyway, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take Philly to, Philly to cover. I think it's going to be a heck of a game, but uh, I'm going to take Philly minus two and a half. So, you're up. You know, I was really half-tempted 
during the week to message you and be like, hey, you wanted to take San Francisco to go to the Super Bowl. Let's do a bet on this game. And I was like, eh, I'm not going to because I already got a jersey coming my way. And we definitely, definitely are going to get into that Vikings game when when we're done talking about these two games today. Because I told you I have a lot to say, and I've been talking a lot, and you've been disagreeing with me on this, but I think you might come around on my point. What was the spread again on this game? Two and a half, Philadelphia. Can I move the spread for Philly? Yeah, so if you wanted to take Philly for double... Um, you'd have to move it to five. Otherwise, if you wanted them for three points, you'd have to move it to seven and a half. I'm going to go with double, and I'm going to take them for five. Okay. By five for two points. Got it. All right. Well, that gets us into Cincinnati at KC. Kansas City is favored by one and a half. Noah took Cincinnati in the upset for double. Uh, Ethan, just like he did in the other game, took Cincinnati for three and a half for three points in the upset. And Scott took Cincinnati for double in the upset. So go ahead, Colton. I'm taking Kansas City in this one. And I'm also going to move the spread. What can I move it to for double? Uh, so for double, you'd only have to move it to four points in this one. Yeah, I'll take Kansas or not Kansas City. Um, <laughs> Cincinnati for four in this one for double. Oh, um, wait. Okay. So you said Kansas City the first time. So I'm not um, taking, maybe I'm taking Cincinnati. No, I get that now, yeah. but that that changes things. So yeah. just let me explain it. Now that I know what you want, Cincinnati. So you could do what Ethan did. And like normal, you'd only have to take him by one for double. But if you want to move it to not only the upset, but that they'll win by three and a half or more, then it would be a three-point. Uh, game and that's all right then you'd you take him for three points and that's what ethan did so you can either take him by one for double or move it to three and a half and take him for three points i'll take him for three points i think okay. this a good game and now um what can or not kansas city um cincinnati has beat kc three times i think it, it's either three or four one or two. I Three and out, I believe, yeah. And I think they're going to win. And I think they'll make it to the Super Bowl. And I honestly think that they could actually win the Super Bowl this year. Or the Eagles potentially could. But I, I honestly think this will be a good game. And I... I don't know. I I want to see an overtime game with these new rules this year. I want to see it happen in either the NFC championship game or the AFC championship game. I would love to see an overtime with these new rules this year because not not in the Super Bowl in 
in playoff in the championship game because the new rules state that the other team can get the ball and get a chance to score again. But, right. Like I said. But why, why not in the Super Bowl? Though? That would be cool for a Super Bowl game to go to OT. That's already happened, though, Elijah. No, but I'm saying with the new rules. There is no new rules in the Super Bowl. Elijah, the rules are the overtime rules have been the same in the Super Bowl. Remember, Tom Brady went into overtime. I thought the Super Bowl was like the rest of the playoffs. That don't think uh, so. I don't I don't think so. I could be wrong. I could. I had a lot too. I just assume because it's still part of the postseason. And I don't remember that specific case. I just assumed the Super Bowl was like the playoffs that until they changed it, not both teams automatically got a chance. I I don't know. You'd have to look that up. But I don't remember anybody talking about the that being part of the plan. I could be wrong. That'd be something to look up. All right. Um, so anyway... Um, I am, while I do some research on that, I'm going to make my pick. I'm also going to go Cincinnati for double. Uh, so yeah, nobody's, nobody's going with KC. I, we're all big on Cincinnati, I guess. Um, but, but, oh, isn't Cincinnati, that's the other team though. I think I was thinking of Cincinnati, but Cincinnati's won, I think, 10 or 11 in a row, something like that, because they started the year a little slow with some not great losses, and then they've really picked it up themselves. All the teams in the championship game have 15 or more. Well, not not Cincinnati outside of that game that got canceled, but I think you'll get my point. All the teams in the championship game have 15 or more wins, like I said, outside of Cincinnati. But then again, it's just that one game that they did that got canceled. But like I said, 15, 14 wins, that's pretty dang good. Yeah. And most of them outside of Cincinnati have three losses. I looked at that today, and I'm like, three losses? Holy crap. San Francisco has lost three games, I think. Um, Philadelphia has lost three games. Um, KC has lost three games. And I think Cincinnati has also lost three games. By the way, I was right. The uh, Super Bowl... Has an um, if it does go to overtime, which has only been one Super Bowl that's gone to overtime, and that's the one you were referring to, but it does operate with the same rules as the postseason for overtime, I, different from the regular season, of course. I, I wish that they would move that into the regular season too, because in my opinion, I really hate ties for teams because. Let's be honest, every every game kind of counts towards your season and towards that postseason run that you want to make. <clears throat> I think they change the rules in the regular season. 
By the way, back to what you were talking about for a minute. San Francisco is fifteen and four. Okay. Philadelphia is fifteen and three. Uh, because they had the bye, of course. Yeah. Um, then you have Cincinnati fourteen and four, Kansas City fifteen and three. So yeah. Like I said, most of them are actually lost, but most of most of them outside of Cincinnati have fifteen wins, which is pretty amazing. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to have to get back for lunch in a bit, but I know you said you wanted to talk some Vikings too, so what you got? This Kirk Cousins situation for Vikings fans, um, if I was the Vikings, I know I know you guys got rid of your D coordinator. I know your guys' defense suck, sucked, whatever. Say what you want. You can make an excuse. You can say your defense sucked, but at the bottom, at at the end of the day, you really gotta look at your quarterback. Yeah, he's played amazing. Yeah, he has good stats. Good for you. You're gonna have to move on from Kirk Cousins eventually because, honestly, I, honestly, what has he done in the postseason outside of having a good game? Bravo. Congrats. You got your flowers. Good job. You played a good game. You lost. You'll, you have only won one playoff game for the Vikings, Kirk Cousins. Seriously. But he also, put, he also put us in position to win that game. He was 31 of 39 for 273 yards. Two touchdowns, no picks, and ran for a touchdown. That game was not even in the slightest on Kirk Cousins. I'm not blaming he, Kirk Cousins. Our defense. Our defense. Well, hold not. on. You brought it up. I'm going to reiterate. I'm going to. We'll hash it out. Don't worry. Just now I'm talking for a minute. And I, but you, you'll get another chance to talk. I'm just saying that game was not even in the slightest on Kirk Cousins. And our defense let us down like it has most of the year. And our old line, when it mattered most, could not protect him. But Kirk Cousins played a heck of a game, and he also played really well in the playoff game he did win. But how I look at it is, okay, say what you want of all Cousins, whatever. I And I get it to a degree. But at the same time, I look at the bigger picture, which is he played well against the Saints, and he played well enough to get you another playoff one. And it turned out that the D coordinator, the defense, and the O-line let us down. But 31 out of 39 is pretty dang good for two touchdowns and running for another one. But anyway, you can talk again. In no way, shape, or form, it might sound like I'm blaming Kirk Cousins. I'm not. I'm just saying and I make the comparison to a teacher after the Vikings game and the next day, because I worked for the school, I was wearing my Vikings jersey, you know, and I said to him, you know, Aaron Rodgers has had a couple of excuses last time outside of this year. They didn't make it. That's fine. I can take that. I can take the heat. But um, coaching – what was it? He could have ran in for a touchdown first year, I think it was. They went in to the NFC Championship game or whatever, something like that. And he could have ran in for a touchdown. He didn't. That was kind of on him one year. Um, special teams, 
didn't help Aaron Rodgers out at all. That was last year, whatever. And of course, I think there was defense or something. I can't remember. I know, I know, I made a couple of excuses for Aaron Rodgers, but you have the obvious excuse for Kirk Cousins that the defense and the O line that has always been the common theme for Vikings fans. They always find an excuse or some type of reason not to blame Kirk Cousins, and I'm not trying to. I'm just saying, at the end of the day, you're paying this guy $84 million or whatever it is, and he's only won you one playoff game. And yeah, he had a good game, but then again, seriously, you had a different quarterback at that position in 2018 or 2017. Who is not and never will be as good as Kirk Cousins. He had one good good year. You don't know that. I do know that he's never been as good as Kirk Cousins and never will be. He even had a chance to go to a team that Cousins used to play on and did not play as well as Kirk Cousins did. He didn't have the weapons that the Vikings had. I get that, but you're not listening listening to what I'm saying. Did he or did he not go to the same team Cousins came from and not play even as well for that team as Kirk Cousins did while he was in Washington? Yeah, but there was no... Like the Vikings had... I'm not trying to make an excuse for Case Keenum. I'm just stating facts. He had one magical year, and I've said it before. I'll say it again. I thank him for that year because it was truly magical. The chances of him repeating that year were not very likely, which is why I was all in favor of getting a quarterback like Kirk Cousins, who say what you want about him, but he had proven himself, and he has proven himself over and over again. And, yes, um. Say what you want about us making excuses too, but I'd I'd actually being a I'd actually as much as I like Kirk Cousins, I'd be agreeing with you if he was like let's just say twenty of forty in that game or had a terrible throwing percentage or it threw a couple picks, but like usual that wasn't the case. He put you in a very good chance to win it, and the defense and O line let us down. Are you now? But it's. Are you dismissing that last play of the game? What was? I'm that? not dismissing anything. Look at the tape when he had what no time to throw to somebody deeper. What, what was that last pass? Typical Kirk Cousins move: dropping it down and putting it down low, and they didn't get the first. First off, no, that's not a typical Kirk Cousins pass because he throws it downfield more than even Aaron Rodgers, and he has the last few years, so don't start with that. Second of all, uh, look at the replay and how our old line collapsed like usual, and that's about the only place he had time to throw it, and you were just hoping that Hawkinson could break tackles like he did earlier in the game. Also, thirdly... No matter what, even though you usually have a check down, I also blame that partially on our head coach, even though I love O'Connell. In that situation, I won't have anybody run a route short of the sticks. I know because of the pressure, Kirk had to dump it down to somebody. 
But at the very least, I'd have everybody at a very minimum do a curl or slant or something, but make sure you get to the sticks. So, no, even that, considering the play, and yes, I get, obviously, that wasn't the only route ran. It just happened to be the guy he had to throw it to, hoping he could make a play, because Hawkinson has made guys miss multiple times. But he didn't have time. And I've said this, and multiple people have said this that have watched the film, if he had even another second, maybe even half a second to throw, I think it was Osborne that was coming open. And if the O-line would have given him just a tad more time, I'm pretty sure Kirk would have made that throw because Osborne was just starting to come free. But the point is, like usual, they got penetration up the middle, I believe it was, and he didn't really have time to throw it anywhere else because his O-line was getting pushed right back into it. Like I said, I'm just saying, at the end of the day, you really got to look at Kirk Cousins and really think about if you want him as your quarterback, which they obviously kind of do, but still, he's only won your one playoff game, and he's a stat-cutting top-five quarterback in some people bring up stats, and most people that I talk to don't really care about stats. They mostly care about what happens in the playoffs and what has he done, which he has... Almost everything in sports is stat-based. Even if you look at the people that bring up his primetime record, technically that's still another stat that he's so-and-so in primetime games. So I get what you're saying, but... Both good and bad, even primetime record, that's still stat-based. So don't say that stats don't matter because that's literally how they determine how people get into the Hall of Fame, what kind of career they had. Also, like I said, even for stats that people have brought up and you've brought up his primetime record, that's still a personal stat. So, yes, stats absolutely matter because that's what most things on in sports are based on. If I was looking to go out and trade for Aaron Rodgers, now, I, after what I've seen today, I still don't believe Aaron Rodgers is leaving the Green Bay Packers. I don't see that happening. Some people do, and I don't see it happening for a simple fact that our wide receivers played very good towards the end of the season. And there's just something that tells me that he's not leaving. He wants to fit. I believe he wants to finish his career out in Green Bay. And I'll be honest, I think I shared something yesterday on Facebook, and I agree with it. He's been there for piss-poor management. They didn't go out and get a potential wide receiver, number one wide receiver, and when they traded for... When they got rid of Adams, and he's been there during bad seasons, good seasons, like I said, piss-poor management... They really don't want to help out Rodgers, and I don't get it. I don't. 
because honestly, well, they did this year finally, and a couple of the rookies did play well, like you said. And I'm I'm getting to that. I I honestly think our rookies played very well this year. And do we need to go out and get a wide receiver? Yes, I think we should still go out and get one. Can I ask you a question on the receiver thing? Yes. If the Vikings don't bring back Adam Thielen, which I, even though he's, I think there's an actual chance of that, that they'll either cut him or trade him because it would free up salary, even though I'd love to see him back. Is that somebody you'd like Green Bay to try to get if, let's just say, he gets cut and is a free agent? There's been talk of this for, I, what was it? I think it was either last year or the year before or something. I seen something that someone said Green Bay should go and get Adam Thielen or there was talk of something happening like this. I think if we got Adam Thielen, I think you'd be a very good fit for Green Bay and our offense. I think he'd be very good. Now, it's a matter on if he wants to come to Green Bay. I don't know. I think he's... I think he would... I think he's kind of like Aaron Rodgers. I think he would rather retire a Viking and play for only the Vikings. Well, just based on what his wife said after that last Giants game, you know, it started getting people talking about if he's really going to come back to Minnesota. Like I said, um, I think there's been talk. There was, I think, a couple of years ago, there was the same talk going around that either they were going to trade Adam Thielen away or get rid of him. And I think you and I talked about this before, but like I said, I think there was talk of this happening, but it's really yeah. heated up since what his wife said. Now, like I said, I think Green Bay should go after him. I think he'd yeah. be good, but we still need, don't get me wrong, Thielen's very good, but I think we just need another wide receiver for to help out with the rookies, and I think Thielen would be a good fit. And teach yeah, them. he'd have to get caught, though, probably to go there. I no. know we made a couple in-division trades on draft day, but with somebody like Thielen, I don't see them trading him to somebody yep. in the division I, if they trade him. I agree with you. And like I said, I, I've seen something today that people think leaks, league, people in the league think that Packers are going to move on from Aaron Rodgers and trade him. And, I, on and that Aaron note, Rodgers is under the assumption that that's going to happen. I just don't think from what from what Rodgers has said in Pat McAfee's interviews that he's the most hated man. Seems like he's the number one villain from people online after what he said about his vaccine stance and you and I have had this conversation privately and personally on some of this stance that people just don't like his moves on that and stuff like that. Well, I think more than that, I think people wait for that in myself included because I was all for him speaking his mind about vaccines, but I, I agree. Um, 
And that's everybody should be welcome to their opinion. Now, yep. before that, he was already not liked by a lot of people because yep. of his personality. And he is really, frankly, I want to be careful what I say, but he he is kind of a jerk. I mean, I don't think most people, even Packer fans, can deny that because I know Packer fans that have said that about him. He's just not – his personality is not a nice – yeah, not your typical nice person. I'm not saying he's never nice, but I'm just yeah. saying he kind of comes across as a jerk or debate, but – uh, he is a heck of a player, though. I've never, I've never taken that part away from him. But, um, but and actually, on, on Rogers, I was going to ask something on that note, and we probably should wrap up here in a bit so I can get some lunch. But last week on one of the Fox shows on Sirius Satellite Radio, I can't remember if it was the, I, it might have been the Odd Couple, but I can't remember for sure. But anyway, they were talking about, because at that time, so that's when something kind of started coming out about Rodgers and that the Packers were open to trading him, but it would have to be somebody in the AFC. So, like, I agree with not trading him in the division for obvious reasons, but, like, they were making the point on there, like, would you really turn down a better offer if in if some let's just say some NFC team offered you the best offer, would you really turn that down just to keep him out of the conference, even though he's not in your division? And yeah. I'm curious your thoughts on that. What if it was you? And obviously, we don't know how much better the trade would be. But let's just say, theoretically, an NFC team offers you the best deal. They aren't in your division, but they are in your conference. Would you make that trade? And this is, again, theoretical because it also is if you're going to trade Rodgers. And I know you don't think they will, but I'm just saying if you were to trade him and you were in their shoes, would you say that no matter what, you were only trading him to an AFC team? Or would you consider trading him to an NFC team if it was the better trade? If it was a better trade in the NFC, I, I think I would take it take that jump and and trade him in the NLC. And if the ALC had a better offer than that NLC team, then hey, go go and trade him in the ALC. That's why you won't see him. You'll right. see him once every three years or whatever it is for a certain team. But if the NLC had a good offer, I would take I would take it up. I would I would trade him. And I kind of agree. I'd take as long as it wasn't in my division, because then I, no matter what the offer was, I don't think I'd trade a QB like that in the division. Yeah. Um, but, and I agree with you, and they said the same thing. Like, if you get in a better offer in the NFC, like, why would you not take it? Um, but all signs to me, and I'll be honest, this is coming from people like Adam Schaffner and stuff like that. They're saying that leaked sources are telling them that Packers are thinking about moving on. That's what came out today. But I'll be honest, the way Aaron Rodgers is talking, it's talking like he's thinking about it, but I don't think he's going to move on from Green Bay. 
and Green Bay is just sitting there waiting for Aaron Rodgers to make his decision. He so does if, have a no trade clause too, right? I I don't know, but he said something this week on Pat McAfee that if he was to come back, he would be willing to lower his cap hit and rework his contract. And if I was Green Bay, I think I would do that because, let's be honest, the contract he signed last year really hurts them either way if he retires or if they trade him. Because if they trade him, they still have to deal with that big, big cap hit that comes with that contract. Hey, again. Um, Sorry about that. Anyway, the first one should have recorded. looks like it did, but it's still processing. So we'll just have to make another segment here to finish. Where was uh, I at? I was actually about to say something. Actually, you were mostly done as far as I know. No, I but- wasn't talking about his cap hit. I was saying that, to be honest, they should rework his contract. Right. Because that's going to be a big big cap hit if they trade him. I think if he retires, I think there's a, something there, too. I can't remember. The thing I was going to add before we wrap up, though, is Rogers apparently technically does not have a no-trade clause, but he's likely to dictate where he's going to go. Because apparently even on Tuesday he said – you know, you want to, of course, go to a championship contender. And I think he's obviously talking like if he's going to get traded, um, not saying he wants out. And I will give you credit, Colton. I give credit where it's due. Last year when we talked about Rodgers, you were right. He did come back. So I give you credit for that. And I, I feel I, a butt coming on. I feel a butt coming on. I was just – no, I'm serious. I give you credit. No, I was going to say, though, I do think this is actually the year that he either retires, which I don't think is super likely. I think he'll keep playing, but probably for a different team. Um, I think this is the year that – and maybe you'll be right two years in a row, in which case I'll say, wow, you got it right again. Good job. Um but I think this is the year that he moves on from Great Bit. And obviously, I could be wrong. We'll see how it all plays out. But What what makes that decision for you? What is making that decision for you? Is it not? Well, I just think there was enough last year that is, even though he, hold on. he did. Is, there, okay. is, is it because Adams ain't there and they don't have strictly that number one wide receiver or what is or what else is making that decision for you I think it's a couple things no and I wasn't even thinking about Adams because the rookies did step up Um, I think it's a couple things first off on Rogers end even though he ended up coming back last year I think there was enough questions and back and forth last year even that uh that people are like okay yeah he's back for one more year but is he really going to stay here more than one year okay that's the first part but even more than him on his personal level i think it's gonna be a green bay thing that 
They want to give the next guy in the wings his chance. And I think it, to some degree they want to let Love take over and they're going to try to trade him and get the best offer they can. Uh, so I think it's even more on Green Bay's end than Rodgers in, but I do think he'll be out of there. And like I said, I could be wrong. That's just my opinion. I'm going to piggyback off that Love thing. If they really wanted Love to um, – <clears throat> If they really wanted Love to be that next quarterback, they would not have let Aaron Rodgers played out the entire season like he did. If they would have played Love, I think, after the bye, because I think they had a bye after the Eagles game, in which they lost pretty bad. Um, if If they would have played Love... After that game, I, I honestly think we would be talking. We, I would be saying that Aaron Rodgers would be done with Green Bay. But I, I just to add to that now, um, I think you can want Love to take over and still play Rodgers the rest of the year for a couple reasons. Out of respect for Rodgers, if he wants to play, let him play because of what he's done for your team. And second of all, if you want to protect your what you think is going to be your next quarterback and you don't want to take any chances at all of him getting a freak injury, you can play the veteran, you know, get out of respect and also because you don't want to take any chance of hurting love before next year. So I'm not saying that's why they did it, but I'm just saying I think you can have it both ways, so to speak, where you do want Love to take over next year, but you still let Rodgers finish out the year. You're, that's you're, just my, my... you're still under that. Either way, you're under that cap pit because if they trade, if they trade Aaron Rodgers, they're under a cap pit, and I believe Love is a free agent this year. He's either a free agent or they have to pick up another year on his rookie deal. But I... But it, depending on the trade, I think you possibly could work out a trade. And depending what a team has to give up to get him. Um, and I have seen trades like this happen before, which is why I think it's possible and I'm not saying a team would do this, but if you were going to trade them, maybe one of whoever you trade them to would pick up part of the cap hit. I have seen stuff like that happen before. but If I'm Green Bay, and don't get me wrong, I like Love, but if I'm Green Bay and I move on from Aaron Rodgers, I would seriously consider drafting one of the QBs this year that's in that draft. Pick a quarterback, draft him if you like him, play him. That is a very good quarterback class. Because because if I because that quarterback class is that quarterback class is very good. And if I'm Green Bay, I I consider drafting a quarterback. I do. Just, no, just add, oops, sorry. Go ahead. It's no dis. I'm not trying to diss Jordan Love or anything like that. I'm just saying I just don't think Love is there yet 
Granted, he hasn't had much playing time, but the time he's had, I just don't... There's just something about love that I don't like. But like I said, if I'm Green Bay and I move on, if they move on from Aaron Rodgers, I would draft the quarterback. I would. Because just what I was going to add to that, just for a minute, and then I should go. Heck, I could even see the Vikings taking a QB this year because you know you have Kirk for sure for this mm-hmm. year. And it is a deep QB class. I mean, I could see the Vikings possibly taking a late round. Well, actually, not even late round. If the guy from Florida falls, I've heard some people even say they might if he falls, that they could potentially take Richardson in the first round and develop him under um, Kirk for a year, which, I mean, I'd be all in favor of that too. But even though we have plenty of other needs, but we also had two rookie defensive backs get hurt. Let's keep that in mind. Uh, Actually, three if you count a Caleb Evans who had three concussions his rookie year. Um, So, yeah, we have other needs, but... I won. I mean, if he falls, I wouldn't mind us taking him either, or even if it's a kid later in the draft. But um, uh, anyway, I'm gonna ask this question before we go. Who do you think the Bears draft? I I know for a fact. Well, I shouldn't say I know. I just don't think that they're gonna draft a quarterback. No, I think it would. I think it'll probably be. Okay, I'm not an expert on Chicago's roster, but I could see him taking either a receiver potentially or a defensive player. Or do they trade the pick away? Do you think they do that? Well, I'm saying when they pick, I could see him doing that. But yeah, if, uh, if somebody offers enough capital for that pick, I could definitely see them trading it too. Yeah, I... Somebody I'm that sorry. really wants the top QB, you know. I'm just shocked that they have the number one pick, but I just don't think they're going to draft the quarterback. And I said that when they got the number one pick, I just don't see that happening because, like I said, I I am still kind of high on Justin Jefferson. Not as much, but I'm still kind of high. He has potential. You mean Justin Fields? Yeah, that, that's what I meant. Whatever. I don't know who I said, but whatever. Justin yeah. Um I am I am high on Justin Fields. I'm very high on him, but it's gone down slightly. He has potential. He's done okay for the Bears. He hasn't done well, but he's done good for what they've asked him to do and he's a very good quarterback. All I right. Yeah. Yep. Sorry to cut you off. We should wrap it up, though. I got to get back for lunch before football. So, um, anyway, thanks for coming on, as always. And uh, I'll share the link with you once it's done, like usual. And uh, as far as I can tell, it should have turned out good today. So, Thank you for having me. And go Pack, go. Sadly, they're not in the playoffs. All right. Gladly they're not. But then again, the Vikings aren't either. But (laughs) anyway, enjoy your day. You too. Thanks. Bye. Yep. Bye. All 
Alright, thanks as always for listening to another episode of Digs and Distance Football Podcast. Hope you enjoyed the show and hope you enjoy Conference Championship Weekend. Take care and God bless.